Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This it's about that time of the week. Wednesday morning, 9 a.m. or later, who fucking knows? I, yes. <laughs> <laughs> this week we're joined by our very first alias guest. Dr. Chase Montego. Chase Montego. It's not his real name, but holy fuck, that's a great it's name. It's his real name. <laughs> God bestowed upon him Chase that name. Montego. I wonder how long he came up with that one. Like, you know, when he, have you ever tried to come up with an alias before? It's difficult. It, his mom gave him that name in the hospital, and his surname <laughs> happened to be Montego. <laughs> well, we welcome Mr. Dr. Chase Montego, and uh, we talk about a bunch of shit on this. Yeah. Pretty much his like, story, how he got into yeah, med school, yeah. which was very, very interesting. Uh, Did, we recorded this a couple weeks ago. Yeah, this was recorded a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Montego, uh, <laughs> he took a break from racing F1 cars to come visit us. And yeah. uh, no, he's a friend of ours who is a uh, plastic surgeon, reconstructive surgeon. Um, has a pretty phenomenal story. <laughs> uh, yeah, he grew up in a, well, you'll find out, like an uh, abusive household. and Yeah had a lot of challenges growing up there and we were made laughing. a lot out of it we weren't laughing at her story we were laughing at two girls one broadcast walking, walking back in. into the yeah. studio here yeah. uh yeah no awesome story um he uh put that down what are we talking about um yeah when your stage time is over uh oh i was gonna say some nincompoop Yes. Some Nimrod forgot the camera for this episode. Yeah. His guy. name was uh, Shmamis Tarrington. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, sadly no video. Yeah, uh, there's no video. No video this week, but uh, I mentioned that solely because you miss a little bit of the context because there were some... Uh, some winks, some nods with some of our jokes that uh, yeah, you, audio you, only might go a little. You might those. miss out on him. Yeah. Uh, it, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, got good guy with a pretty pretty amazing story and uh, made the most of it. And it's pretty pretty inspiring. It was a good time, a lot the, of fun. The picture that we're going to be using of him for the cover photo is how he dresses every single day. So mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. Let's get to it. We're not going to be allowed to do this anymore. Yeah. Welcome to Long and Hard. I'm super complicated. He's here, right here, (laughs) officer. Well, we already know that Tom has the biggest brain here. The podcast you didn't know you needed in your life until now. I was 230 pounds. Nice. So much. We're all wearing jeans. There's so much piss on all these jeans. We're recording here. Yeah, I'm. I'm literally like scratching my neck, like rearing to go with this podcast right now. <laughs> I gestured I was scratching something else. So. <laughs> My belly. So how the fuck are you? I haven't seen you in like a year, man. Oh, so we're allowed to say fuck. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I've yeah. Immediately, I've, I've been immediately put at ease. So <laughs> it's been way too long. I remember last time I saw you, uh, we were chucking knives yeah. in my garage. We were. And <laughs> the athleticism that Josh displayed was. On par with what you'd see at the, uh, not the Olympics, but uh, <laughs> maybe the, the special the, the Olympics. Paralympics. Yeah, <laughs> the, the, the one that Schwarzenegger's uh, 
spokesman for. So okay. <laughs> and Josh kept saying, uh, "Dominique, look out for the chopper. <laughs> it's not a tumor." <laughs> so so it was, it was a good time. Nice, I nice. miss you, man. I miss you. I miss you as well. We need to do that again soon. Yeah, bring Thomas over. I'll throw knives yeah, in your fucking knives. garage. I'm intrigued. He has, he has like a fucking garage. He has a knife wall hmm. in his garage. It's a pretty legit target, and nice. uh, right. it's an amazing stress reliever when you get home from a long day at the hospital, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you're just listening to because shit shit runs downhill, and credit goes up. And with each progressive very year, wise, actually. <laughs> things get better and better for you. Yeah. But you still have bad days. So my wife knows if uh, if Kev's in the garage or Chase Montego, whoever, you know, finds himself in the garage, <laughs> let him be for uh, 20 to 30 minutes. Yeah. And he'll come back in jolly as old St. Nick. And if there's any kids listening, Santa is fucking fake. <laughs> so is the Easter Bunny. This so is the Tooth Fairy. Whoa! This is the episode our, that gets us taken down. Yeah, our entire demographic just stopped listening. But Hallmark is legit. Okay, <laughs> I have shares in Hallmark, so buy your Valentine's <laughs> gifts and cards and all that shit. <laughs> Full disclosure. <laughs> oh, yeah. sorry. I signed an NDA. You need to scrap that. <laughs> uh. Holy fuck. The only thing I was worried about was those knives fucking bouncing back and hitting me in like the eye or something. Was that was what I was worried about. That was a, I was actually most excited about that. <laughs> That's the reason I invite Paralympic uh, knife throwers over to my garage. Oh, Gotta laugh into the, laugh into the mic for effect there, Josh. <laughs> I have to laugh away from the mic. <laughs> yeah, uh, I didn't laugh at that joke. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be funny if uh, Thomas stood up or didn't. That would be the funniest part, is if he wheeled himself out of here. <laughs> I'm leaving. I, I would feel, like, kind of bad. No, I'd feel terrible. I really would. Yeah, he. we had to jump him from chair to chair, you know. Musical so, chairs? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Josh has allowed what, to make And I can actually say that. <laughs> What's that code for? Fuck if I know. I'll tell you after the show. Okay. <laughs> so are you a fully-fledged DR now, or... So, I did uh, four years undergrad. I majored in uh, science, and then I did four years of medical school mm-hmm. at the U of A here. Um, not to not to hate on Calgary or anything, but uh, their medical school there is three years. Okay. So they're a year less good than any of the U of A uh, <laughs> doctors. Gotcha. So fuck Got you. It. Got it. If you're listening, Calgarians, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I actually uh, I actually had a buddy who um he knew a very prominent Calgary Flames player. This is back in the day. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh so he knew her sister quite well. Okay. Had no physical attraction to her whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Grade twelve, we find ourselves at a bush party, so out in the forest, pit party. He has sex with this predominant Calgary Flames hockey player's sister okay. against a tree for the sole purpose of going to Oilers Flames games and so we could yell, Hey, so and so 
<laughs> I fucked your sister. <laughs> she still has slivers. <laughs> <laughs> and and it was the best heckle I've ever heard because it was true. Yeah, I'm not saying I videotaped it. Words, but. I'm not saying I videotaped it, but I may have witnessed like one or two <laughs> afternoon delight. It, it was the afternoon, so it was... a bush party in the afternoon. Does that make it better? I don't know. I'm a bush sure. party in the afternoon. Usually those are like a nighttime. That's so bad the sister wanted it. So. <laughs> Hosted an afternoon bush party. So does he still play for the Calgary Flames though? That I uh, don't know because uh, instead of watching hockey, I'm too busy uh, fucking chicks. So. <laughs> <laughs> I should say now I'm married with a child uh, and another on the way. But I'm still... You know, doing all right. Yeah, in that regard. Congratulations, awesome. by the way. Thank yeah. you very much. Congrats, yeah. congrats. I've met yeah. the uh, I met the son. So the Viking Jack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He's uh, kids change your life. So to 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 circle back to uh, kind of my origin story. That's also a great segue yeah. from the uh, fucking <laughs> to the kids change your life. Well, I wanted I, I wanted to drop a bomb right at the beginning yeah. and get anybody who's still listening. Uh, tune in and just say it's going to get raunchier, funnier, <laughs> more insightful and profound yeah. than uh, permanent slivers after being uh, banged against an oak tree. <laughs> he texts he text me as like, so I watched your uh, podcast with Victor. Have me on. <laughs> it's going to be way better. <laughs> so so awesome. Victor, uh, he, he did a great job. Yeah. And I oh, say yeah. that I say that uh, as facetiously as I can. No, sorry, as genuinely as I can. Okay. I get those two words confused. <laughs> no, he did a great job. Uh, it was very entertaining. But not to sound like an arrogant, cocky, pretentious prick, but after this podcast is done, you'll compare Victor's podcast, and uh, you'll say, you know, Victor, you really do... Uh, you really do sit on the shoulders of giants. <laughs> <laughs> and that will grind his gears to no fucking limit. Awesome. They're going to have to impound him. <laughs> so he's, he's Portuguese. You're right. He was but, telling uh, us that. But he's not actually Portuguese. He's also Russian because we had to play the Russian national anthem for him. He likes to say that <laughs> to give himself more... Uh, Interesting character traits. It yeah. appeals to the women. All right. All Man right. of mystery. Yeah. He's not actually Portuguese. He's Portuguese. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, the cord. That's Sorry. Okay. So, so kids change your life, though. Oh yeah. When I had Jack, my uh, life outlook and perspectives completely changed. One more kind of uh, throwback to uh, the Portuguese. Is uh, <laughs> maybe we'll circle back to that because we gotta we gotta have a nice balance for the audience of uh, right. serious philosophical mind blowing metaphysical mm-hmm. insightful content yeah and then I'll make some really raunchy uh, Portuguese jokes yeah, sounds, right. so, sounds, sounds great yeah okay so yeah I am an official medical doctor mm-hmm. so after the four years of medical school three years in Calgary which are, you know, for the special needs, like they all ride the short bus to to lecture in Calgary. 
and McMaster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Fuck McMaster if you're listening. <laughs> UV really is the best. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, U of sure. T is amazing. Yeah. Um, Western is amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but U of A is uh, not to sound chauvinistic or misogynistic. And if anyone listening to this knows the difference between the two, misogyny and uh, and being chauvinism. Yeah. Leave it. Do you guys have a comment Comments? section? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, we do. If you leave the correct definition, and we'll go by the honor system. You can't Google that shit. You just have to know it. Mm-hmm. If you can prove to me you know it, I will reward you with... Uh, Free boob job. Well, that's getting a little bit ahead of ourselves. <laughs> that's a little... Yeah, that's a pretty big <laughs> ticket item. Right yeah, there. I mean, I was just going to say uh, I'll have coffee with you, and you can uh, enjoy the grace of my presence <laughs> <laughs> you you still have to pay for the coffee though but i will be there so. just a disclaimer before i go on any further as as uh, as we'll learn uh, as we c- continue uh i had the opportunity at a young age to write my own uh moral code and humility is at the top of the list yes we can I, tell. I know that I've said a lot of things up till now that uh, completely contradicts that fact, but uh, no, no. Like, humility to me is one of the most important traits in people in general, but mm-hmm. as well as your friends. Mm-hmm. And going through university, medical school, residency, uh, dabbling in some cryptocurrency trading, you learn that humility and integrity are almost endangered species if you're thinking uh in terms of personality traits so yeah yeah okay that's how that's how important i view it hmm. to get serious for a sec mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. now we can get get back to the, to the portuguese <laughs> <laughs> okay so, so kids change your life though so. yeah so yeah your story so to t- to really do it justice, I I kind of have to backtrack to uh, to the way I was brought up. Sure. So I grew up with uh, my dad was a great guy mm-hmm. until I uh, developed the ability to think for myself, which was around the age of twelve, thirteen, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, him and I were best friends until that point, and until I started to basically challenge him. And it wasn't until I started uh, meeting other friends and going for sleepovers and seeing what other family dynamics are like Mm -hmm. when I realized just how fucking fucked my home life was. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. You ever see that movie Blind Fury with Rutger Hauer? No. No, I haven't. So there's two henchmen in the elevator. They're the villains. Okay. And one goes, shit. Looks at his buddy. The other, other buddy goes, Fuck. They both look at each other and they go, shit, fuck. That sums up my upbringing in the most concise of ways as I can possibly <laughs> articulate. I uh, grew up yeah. shit fucked. Mm, gotcha. So may I elaborate? Mm-hmm. So it'll be like, uh, see, a Saturday morning, my dad wakes us up. My uh, younger brother's five years younger than myself. Mm-hmm. Dad brings us into the kitchen. He's got an icy, frosty, cold mug and a can of Molson Canadian beer. So I knew how to pour a perfect 
Molson Canadian can of beer without any more than more than like a ch of head. Yeah. Do you guys know what a ch is? No. So it's used in the surgical world and also in the construction world. So it's a cunt hair. <laughs> See the amount of head that I leave on a beer once <laughs> I poured it after the master taught me is a ch. Gotcha. Nice. Which, uh, like, I, I could tell a joke about my wife and a CH of head, but we'll leave that for uh, part two. Part, All right. Part two. So Sounds good. My dad brings my brother and I into the to the kitchen. It's it's not later than 10 a.m. And our ritual every Saturday was he has my brother and I in unison cheer, chug, 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 chug. And my dad <laughs> proceeds to down this beer without stopping. And I got to give it to him. He was yeah. committed. Yeah. Because never, I cannot remember a Saturday mm-hmm. where he did not, not only did he finish the entire mug of beer, mm-hmm. he would hold it upside down and tap on the top of the mug just to get those last few drops out. Yeah, yeah. So that's 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 okay. commitment. So yeah, yeah, was, absolutely. So commitment, in a way, I can sure. say I can... Uh, I can attribute my commitment to success <laughs> from learning <laughs> such uh, life lessons from my father at gotcha. a uh, very early age. Yes, yes. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Nice. And then another thing that served me very well that I learned from my dad is I was always, uh, so to get a bit heavy, because we told a few jokes, mm-hmm. so I, I grew up very... Uh, severely psychologically abused Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and to a lesser extent physically abused and i'm the oldest Mm -hmm. my old man never laid a hand on my mom treated her like the queen that she is Mm -hmm. never laid a hand on my uh cocksucking younger brother who's fucking he would go down to my dad's uh den till he was 17 years old Mm -hmm. give him a hug and kiss good night 17 hmm. years old. <laughs> let's just let's just let that linger for a sec. All right, lingering over. <laughs> Almost forgot where I was going. <laughs> Anyways. So yeah. We would have projects every weekend. Mm-hmm. So I'm 9 or 10 and we're building a deck. My dad and I. Mm -hmm. And he would say something like, okay, go get me the tool I need. I've never built a fucking deck in my life. Homes on Homes did not exist, okay? Yeah. The Home and Garden Network was not in existence. No YouTube. So I'd go to the garage. I would find as many tools as I could and as I could carry, and I would bring them back. And my old man would be like, how the fuck are you my son? (laughs) Are you dumber than a fucking fence post? Uh, Don't you know I need a ratchet and clank hammer? Which I realize is a video game. But it was like that obscure (laughs) of a fucking tool that there was no way I was ever going to find it. Right. Yeah. Great. And then he he just like break you down like full metal jacket. Like choke yourself, boy. Right. I don't know if you guys have seen. Yes. 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 I've seen that movie. Yeah. So they break you down to build you back up. Mm-hmm. I just never got the second part. So right. Yeah. Hmm. So what I what I learned from incidents like that was, 
Okay, so it's fine to make a mistake, but I'll never make the same mistake twice. Hmm. And that's hmm. another life lesson that has served me extremely well. The problem growing up with an alcoholic, abusive father is there's an infant <laughs> there's an infinitesimal number of mis of mistakes you can make. Right. Mm -hmm. So, like, uh, I I. Honest to God, like, I swear in my son's life, I didn't know I had any cerebral horsepower until a pivotal moment in my life when I was basically flunking out of high school hmm. in grade okay. 11. Yeah. I had to talk my vice principal into overriding the system to letting me go for math 20, which I got like a 17% on into math 30 and i'm just like laying it on thick like oh yeah i'm gonna get a tutor i'm gonna go to that chinese kumon math shit i hear that's helpful i'll right. get a calculator a ti-89 or whatever it is and you know you can play all those games and stuff and he was like okay and he knew my mom from high school mm -hmm. so he he got me into math 30 and uh my parents didn't know that he helped me get in. Hmm. So they're like, okay, if you can make it from grade 11 to grade 12, yeah. we'll send you to L.A., California, Redondo Beach, where my aunt and uncle live. And my aunt, by marriage, was doing her general surgery residency at uh, Cook County Hospital. That's where, so before they send troops over to Iraq, that's where they do their shock trauma training. Because it's all the gunshots. I mean, like, nine five plus four pennies. Add that shit up. Like, straight out of Compton, Englewood. Yeah. Yeah, 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 All that violence yeah. goes to Cook County Hospital. Wow. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So I was lucky enough. I mean, at the time, I thought I was going to be, like, a race car driver. Or, sure. or a Ninja Turtle or a fucking fire truck. Yeah. Because that's all my dad said I had the potential for. Right? Sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I was lucky enough, my Aunt Janie took me on a tour, and uh, she had to meet with some supervisor for, you know, God knows what. Like, yeah. she was getting a promotion somehow, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's good there's no video. <laughs> so she left this 17-year-old uh, to his own devices in Cook County Hospital Emerge, hmm. and this is the pivotal moment. I'm walking around just looking, and I see this African-American woman, and I could tell she hadn't had the privilege of a bath or a shower in weeks, maybe even months. Hmm. Okay. And she was what we call cachectic, which means past the point of starvation where you start to lose muscle mass. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. To provide your brain with, with fuel. Yeah. Right, and her and I caught eyes, hmm. and she gave me this look, and this could completely be my own perception. Mm -hmm. She could have been thinking in her head, "Hey, Wonder Bread, you motherfucking cracker, what the fuck are you doing here? Like, yeah, go get me a sandwich." Sure, right? But my perception at the time was. She looked into my soul, and I saw into her soul, 
And she said, just eye contact. It was all unspoken. She said, help me. Can you help me? Hmm. I don't care how big or small the gesture is. Can you improve my life somehow? Hmm. Yeah. And like just repeating that, I get goosebumps to this day. Really? Yeah. And wow. it's highly unlikely she was thinking that. But just, I cannot put into words. And it was maybe five or ten seconds that we were like locked on like tractor mm-hmm. beam eye contact. Right. And I felt utterly and completely fucking useless. Hmm. More useless than my dad ever made me feel at any of the worst moments of my life. So, like, I had to, I had to digest that for a few days. Because I'm 17, right? Yeah, yeah. Chasing pussy, playing sports. Skipping class. We've all been 17. Oh, yeah. Scamming yeah. vice principals into letting me into <laughs> yeah, into math 30. Grade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But a couple of days later, I realized, you know, I want to become a man who has a skill set that can help not only people in society, mm-hmm. but those who are most marginalized. Mm-hmm. And I looked at what it takes to get into med school. I'm like, okay, maybe I'll be a fucking stockbroker because, like, this is way too much school. Right. But then you take it day by day, right? Mm-hmm. Step by step. Mm-hmm. Not to get, like, TJF on you. You remember that show, Step by Step? <laughs> Suzanne Summers, Thigh Master. Huh? <laughs> huh? I think I'm picturing the right song, yeah. Picture whatever you want, man, just so long as it's not me. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. <laughs> No, you can't. You're you're a handsome man. Thank you. (laughs) You're not Josh attractive. Okay, okay. (laughs) We'll need a survey. I don't know where I'm going with this. Back on track. 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 Derailed. Derailed. (laughs) It's not not bumper cars, boys. I don't even know what the fuck that meant. But anyways... (laughs) So I decided I want to I wanted to pursue uh post secondary education mm. yep. with the uh with the hope of applying to med school. Right. Learning a skill set that I could help people who are in vulner- vulnerable situations. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So I did a ton of research on uh on my computer. Obviously, that was kind of a fucking stupid comment. I did a ton of research at the library mm-hmm. on the computer, though. <laughs> and uh, so I realized that if you wanted a shot to get into med school, you have to be a very well-rounded person. Sure. You have to either actually genuinely want to volunteer or just pretend that you want to, but accumulate the hours. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And you have to build this application. And it was so multifactorial, right? So you had to have uh, leadership experience. You had to have uh, volunteerism experience. You had mm-hmm. to have... Uh, did I say leadership? You did, yes. You had to have double leadership sure. experience. Like, that counted for yeah, twice yeah. as much. Okay. It didn't. I'm just fucking with you. It didn't count you, though, because they... Uh, like I said, 
Not only do they ride the short bus, they also wear helmets. <laughs> <laughs> and can't use pens, only pencils. <laughs> why? Why though? Because they write on themselves. Or? No, they, oh, okay. they, they fuck everything up. You oh, I got it. Yeah, yeah. And they don't know <laughs> how to use whiteout. They just eat it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so much shade getting thrown oh, at Calgary man. right now. I love it. I don't even know why. I, I, I like Calgary. Yeah. This podcast is always going to be yag. There's yeah. no way this <laughs> we is ever. Have, we are Paula. never. We are <laughs> never going to make it. No listenership. To Calgary in Calgary. <laughs> no, we're or never going to make it to Calgary. Surfa, uh Fucked over the it's all good. demographic. Yeah, we were planning on going term, fucking international, and uh, yeah, just just think like long term. Seventy percent of Calgarians are inbred, so <laughs> they won't even be able to find the podcast. Okay, <laughs> they're gonna be Morse coding, SOS, SOS. Teach me how to swim. My parents are related, <laughs> and that's Calgary's uh, claim to fame. So back on track. Yeah. So how did you get into university then, with your grades being so shit? So I uh, I buckled down, yeah, and I'm like I I didn't even know if I had the uh, the capacity to do it mm-hmm. because I I still remember the first time my dad taught me to mow the lawn, and I thought I did a pretty good job. There was a bit of wave, a bit of waviness. You know, like, mm-hmm. yeah. Go after nice straight lines, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. The line wasn't perfect. Like I, I was a roofer between uh, years in undergrad, so okay. I, t- to pay my way because mm-hmm. my deadbeat fucking dad sure as hell wasn't gonna <laughs> gonna do that. I should mention uh, he hasn't had a job in over twenty five years. Oh really? Yeah. Hmm. Alcoholic, uh, narcotic addict. Ah okay. Sponges off my mom. Work ethic will be another lesson, and that's who I get my work ethic from is my mother. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So back to the lawn mowing. So I wobbled a little bit. It wasn't perfect, but it was it was straight enough. And a, an analogy I use. So I was a, like I said, I was a roofer between years of undergrad. To pay my tuition and stuff. Mm. So I'd always tell this joke. Because uh, in my opinion, roofers are the modern day pirates of society. Okay. Right. Okay. Yeah. You meet one, you'll know. Other than me. I'm the anomaly. Yeah. Not really, but. So I used to tell this joke. And these guys would get high at lunch. And I could tell the same joke to them every day after lunch. And they would laugh like it was the first fucking time I'd ever told it. <laughs> so I'd go, hey, boys, got a little joke for you. And they go, okay, what's that? I like my roofs like I like my women. Neat, straight, and nailed by me. Oh, boy. <laughs> and they would laugh so so hard they would almost fall off the roof. And that's why I would tell the joke so they might fall off the roof. <laughs> Because they would fuck me on every paycheck. They like really? they were always shorting me hundred hundred bucks here, hundred bucks there. Mm. Yeah, and that's when I learned integrity, right, from roofing. Mm. And I believe solely in a meritocracy. Yeah, if you're good enough to do the job, and if you're the best, if if you're the best person for the job, yeah, mm-hmm. you should get that job. Yeah, mm. so I believe in a meritocracy. 
Where do you guys want to go from here? <laughs> Welcome to intermission. Offspring style. <laughs> da, 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 da. No, I can keep going a, a bit longer yeah, before we yeah. hit so, intermission. Yeah, we... Uh, Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> no, if we, we'll, we'll just keep, kind of run through it. But uh, what are we doing here next? Well, so we got, so roofing in undergrad. Yeah. And then, so you didn't know if you had the capacity f- oh, for sorry. school for education. I, I don't think I answered, was it your question? Yeah. yeah. How I got into university? Yeah, yeah. you buckled down pretty yeah. hard. Yeah. Hey? So I buckled down so hard, mm-hmm. and uh, I realized that I had a memory that I never knew I had. Mm-hmm. And I had the ability to, like like you said, Josh, buckle down and the work ethic that I witnessed every day. Because my mom never missed a day of work. Mm-hmm. Never. No matter how sick she was, no matter what was going on in life, she never missed a day, a day of work. Yeah. So I had the work ethic from my mom. I was just born blessed with a memory. And then I also realized if I practiced cognitive reasoning enough it was a skill i could cultivate so how do you practice cognitive reasoning how don't you i don't know no we were just practicing it i was about to say i think he just did it right there oh well i'm dumb (laughs) yeah (laughs) no you're less smarter than you look uh i look pretty dumb so (laughs) no you remind me of a uh benjamin bratt but a caucasian Benjamin Bratt. I, I don't. Who, who is Spencer? That? Look that up. Who's Benjamin Bratt? <laughs> He's like Benicio Benicio del Toro, but like a hundred times better looking. And he's not Portuguese. He's Portuguese, legit. <laughs> he's a Peruvian American actor, producer, and, and activist. Can you and, show me a picture? And he yeah, balled Julia Roberts. What? That's a sexy man. Is what, I don't know. Okay. Is what a Portuguese would say. Yeah. I, don't I don't see it, is. but I okay. I don't know who that is. But uh, yeah. I analyze faces oh. for a living. Yeah, you know what? Maybe. Okay. Anyways, yeah. It, get, yeah. Put it, throw a beard on him, and we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah if you can Photoshop that on and update us, thank you. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, yeah, that misogyny and chauvinistic uh, distinction that offers still on the table. Gotcha. <laughs> I don't want people to forget about that. Glaze over it. Yeah. So, on my diploma exams, I swore my son's life. I got 100% in social studies. I got 96 in math 30. I got 98 in bio 30. Chemistry, I think I was mid-80s. Okay. Ballpark. Okay. okay. Physics, I was 91. Ooh. And then, uh, was it English or language arts or whatever? Was that yeah. even a class yeah. in grade yeah. 12? Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. So I knew I had the grades to get into university already. Yeah. So the, uh, the language arts or English diploma didn't matter. Mm-hmm. So I sat there for an hour until I could leave. And then I wrote a little note. I'm really sorry that this is all I've written. But uh, I just found out last night... I knocked up my girlfriend, and she's pregnant. And this is, like, not true at all. Mm-hmm. So just please take sympathy on me and, uh, I don't know, like, neutralize this diploma? I don't know. Okay, <laughs> okay. And it was out of boredom, right? Yeah. So I found the biggest reason, grade 10, 11, first half of 12, 
I was bored in class all the time. Yeah. And I, I wasn't performing well either. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think just, that's a huge problem, though. And I'd agree. Yeah. It is. Like, people are, why am I learning this? The educational system as a whole, I think from, sorry to interrupt. No, no, no. Because you're the host, you're the boss. No, no, no. Interrupt away. You should have seen, uh, folks, what he had me do uh, <laughs> before uh, <laughs> before I was uh, privileged enough to be asked on here. <laughs> <laughs> now we're starting rumors. Section, but, uh, now we're starting rumors. <laughs> you, ever seen, you ever seen Taxi Driver? You know Harvey Keitel's character? I'm his Jody Foster. I just watched that the other day. Good fucking movie. So Josh is... Really, uh, I watch I, I, <laughs> pardon me, folks. I'm Josh's Jody Foster to his Harvey Keitel. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm hoping Thomas is the uh, Robert De Niro to I, my... Uh, Jodie Foster. <laughs> I don't know. Hopefully. I need to watch this movie. <laughs> you haven't seen Taxi Driver? No. No, no. Okay, folks. I am out. Peace. <laughs> Slam the mic. Yeah. I, Shit's over. He's currently taking off his headphones and yeah, walking out of the yeah. studio right now. Okay, I'm back. I uh, <laughs> I got a little sensitive. Sorry. Sorry, guys. <laughs> no, 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 we had to chase him out down the street, get him to yeah. turn around, come back. <laughs> So, so long story short, I get into university in sciences. Yeah. Thank fucking God. And I start to get this inclination that, okay, maybe I have something, you know, between my ears. That uh, my dad told me was just fucking like air. Right. Right. So my first class was biology 107. And it was... At the U of A campus in uh, ETLC. I don't know if that's still there or not. I believe so, yeah. And you can fit like, I don't know, 450 kids in there? Hmm. Prof walks in like the uh, ivory tower nerd he is. Like, do, do you guys know the definition of a true cynic? Someone who wears suspenders and a belt. <laughs> this motherfucker was a true cynic i was like you don't need both motherfucker okay (laughs) one will do they serve the same purpose yeah that's that's good that's good if you can apply suspenders properly you don't need the belt Or vice versa, right? Yeah, <laughs> if you have a yeah belt, but suspenders have so much more style. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. And they just spit those nerdy, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. geek professors that I suffered through listening. Like, oh, God. Don't get me started. Yeah. <laughs> the so. of that departed quote, uh, what are you drinking? <laughs> Cranberry juice. What are you on your period? <laughs> <laughs> I watched that movie, like, just the other day. <laughs> Do you remember the beginning when they're... Uh, Matt Damon is fighting. Uh, well, they they, they, have a, they they have that rugby match okay. against mm-hmm. the firefighters. He, right. He's a cop. Yeah. And they lose to the firefighters. Right. So Matt Damon goes, "Fucking firefighters! First time in the history of fire or pussy, firefighters getting pussy." <laughs> <laughs> Fuck! I actually laughed so hard at that line. <laughs> that it's such good. a good. That's good. That's such a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. And the impression was uh, better than the movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was good. It's not good bad. Impression. It's a five. It's a, pretty pretty good. Good. It's it's a five good. out of six. Yeah, <laughs> five yeah. out of six. I too rate things out of six. <laughs> Here'll be a ten out of ten. But this will be my last impression. All right, and then we'll move on to more important, more important things. Have we all seen Family Guy in the room? Yes. yes. Okay. Hey, Chris, want to come down to the cellar and have a popsicle? 
Maybe you and I can play a game of Duck Duck Goose. <laughs> <laughs> of course, it's only going to be the two of us. <laughs> and instead of running around in circles tapping each other on the head, maybe we can run around <laughs> tapping other things. <laughs> and maybe, just maybe after you finish your popsicle, if I win Duck Duck Goose, you can put your your member in my in my mouth no 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 too far yeah uh, too far yeah. across the line yeah. yeah yeah he never goes that far he goes like yeah. right to the yeah, line right to the innuendo that's because he's a punk ass bitch okay <laughs> <laughs> and i'm here to be real mike tyson face tattoo lose all my money buying bengal tires <laughs> real, real. <laughs> that, that's pretty fucking good though that that was like, good. that's that's, that was that's good. impressive that was hey good. josh no <laughs> Come down to the cellar and no, have a pop shake. No. Is that because you don't like old men sucking <laughs> on your Tootsie Roll? <laughs> you what should. would you do for a claw neck bar? <laughs> you should work that in with the uh, knife throwing thing somehow. I don't know. Oh, ask Josh. We have. <laughs> <laughs> we call it Cellar Popsicle Wednesday Night no. Josh gave up on Duck Duck Goose months ago because he never won. <laughs> okay, but back to the point. Yeah. What the fuck was my point? I think the point was uh, that you can go from a pretty bad position to a pretty good position if right. a lot, with a lot of work. Right, right. So you want to get serious for a moment and, and get kind of heavy? Absolutely. Sure. Okay, so I uh, I was kicked out of my house. After my first semester of university, because, so I got a 4.0 GPA, hmm. straight A's, my first semester. I was so proud of myself. Uh-huh. And that's, you know, that's vain. But I, like, to everyone who's listening, I went to bed every night terrified I could not make the cut. Hmm. And I'm not talking like, oh, I'm so scared. It was like I was actually, like, shivering from fear every mm-hmm. night. And so when I actually was able to achieve straight A's in my first semester, mm-hmm. I was so happy mm-hmm. and I wanted my mom to know. Yeah. And I wanted to set a good example for my younger brother. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That I uh, printed it out off Bear Tracks, put it on the fridge. Not just one magnet, two magnets. <laughs> yeah. Deuce. Deuce Arona magnets. And then uh, it was up for a day, and then I found it uh, crumpled up in the garbage. And my dad had ripped it down in uh, alcoholic, angry rage. Like in high school, when I when I would come home at four thirty, there'd be twenty four empty beer cans on the counter every single day. So that's what I was dealing oh, with, right? right? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And to speak to why I was so terrified if I could make the cut was. Bringing it back to that first university class I had in mm-hmm. Bio 107, mm-hmm. that uh, Belt and Suspenders motherfucker, the very first question he asked is, how many students in this class want to go into medical school? Everybody puts their hand up. Every motherfucking nerd in that classroom put their hand up. Yeah, yeah. And I'm looking around thinking like, these are kids who studied in high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. These are kids who are, did IB they went to old Skona. Yeah. Yeah. I got, I was too busy like 
fucking chicks to do <laughs> yeah. IB, right? <laughs> Playing sports, fucking chicks. Like, those are my priorities until I realized, you know what? That African-American woman, I'm going to use her as, like, a symbol of motivation. Yeah, mm-hmm. your guiding light. And to much. this day, yeah, like yeah. my Northern Star. Yeah. If I ever deviated, yeah. if I ever doubted myself, it was always like, if it was ever midnight and I'd been studying for six hours straight and I was getting tired, yeah. I would say, no, I'm going to study one more fucking hour yeah. for that lady. Hmm. And it actually was very, very effective. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so to anyone out there listening who wants to accomplish something, um, but you're not quite sure you have the capacity or the ability or the motivation. I can give you so many strategies on how to incrementally work your way up to achieving almost any goal you want. Mm-hmm. Aside from being as cool as Josh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unfucking attainable. I've tried. And if I can't do many it, have. Many if have. I can't do it. Maybe Thomas can, but no, no, no other motherfucker can. Thomas <laughs> is cooler. Thomas is cooler. Oh, thank you. There Josh. you go. No, no, you're cooler. Uh, uh, so, cool. uh, so, so that noise was uh, <laughs> that Josh just made was. Uh, <laughs> is it a Humvee or no, no? So give so give us the uh, <laughs> so give us those techniques though. What uh, what would you say? Because that's that's super effective. Is so yeah. picture what you're working for. Yeah. And seeing that so clearly. So for me, it was a, it was a trial and error process. Uh Mm -hmm. So some stuff worked really, really well that Uh I used to this day and some stuff didn't work at all. And I just like eliminated it. Uh So right off the bat, I would say, don't ever let yourself rest on your laurels. So if you do really well on one exam, don't, don't, don't relax uh-huh. that should only make you fucking hungrier hmm. so every every success you achieve you gotta keep that fucking eye of the tiger mm-hmm. like apollo creed said to rocky mm-hmm. don't lose that fucking eye of the tiger ever because as soon as you do there's two thousand other kids in my case who wanted to get into med school just as bad as i did uh-huh. so before I talk about the strategies that that worked best for me, when all those motherfuckers put their hands up in that first lecture I ever had, I slouched down in my chair and I just wanted to disappear. And I was like, what the fuck did I get myself into? Right. Like, mm-hmm. maybe I can be a nurse if, uh, if I can, like, I don't know, fit a tampon in somewhere. Like... <laughs> They have tampons for men, don't they? I don't know. I, I'm unsure on that one. Well, I thought asking Thomas was where I got to ask. <laughs> Just busting your ball. Yeah, yeah. I was, oh, man. <laughs> it's, we, we should be filming this. <laughs> yeah, I wish. <laughs> Get back on track. <laughs> back on track. So. so then I got angry. So, And I'm going to bring my wife into this eventually. Yeah. Because for years, my driving force was unmitigated bloodlust dexter dark passenger 
rage. Mm-hmm. That's what motivated me to succeed. Because maybe uh, it was a 45-50 minute class. Mm-hmm. By the end of it, I was sitting straight up. And I looked around the entire lecture hall, and I said, okay, they might all be smarter than me, mm-hmm. but none of these motherfucking ass clowns, to quote my hero Stifler from American Pie. Oh, yeah. We need to bring that back, ass clown. Yeah. That's underused. We need to bring American Pie yeah. back in general, yeah, but yeah. yeah well, fo- follow me out to my truck, and I'll... Uh... <laughs> Is Blueberry Okay. <laughs> Thomas Thomas called dibs on Dingleberry, so yeah. <laughs> I did. We we talked before this. So. <laughs> ah, fuck. <laughs> By talk they mean uh, Portuguese. <laughs> hey, Thomas. So, <laughs> want to okay. come out to the Denali? So yeah. why why were you so mad about it though? Like, what what made you so angry? Because I was brought up to believe I was never going to be anything, mm. and that I was never capable of mm-hmm. being anything. Mm-hmm. And it was almost like a, my revenge hmm. was uh-huh. going to be to say, fuck you, dad. You thought I was going to be a fucking garbage man? Uh-huh. Now I'm the fucking best surgeon in Western Canada. Hmm. Uh-huh. So that was one aspect. The other was the uh, that sweet African-American lady. Mm-hmm. And, and so, like, people are not dichotomous, okay? People are not black and white. Mm-hmm. You can do bad things, but be a good person. Uh-huh. You can be motivated by rage and by love. Hmm. It doesn't right. have to be one or the other. Right. But for the first few years of university, for me, it was just blind, fucking, unmitigated rage. Hmm. And so I, uh, I looked around the room and I said... I might be the dumbest guy in this lecture hall, but no one in this lecture hall will study harder than I will. So that was my strategy from the beginning, Uh is I'm going to be the hardest working motherfucker. And I have a theory on the concept of Uh self-sabotage. Because because we've all had instances where we set goals for ourselves and we self-sabotage, right? For sure. So this this is just my take on it. So, all those eight people out there listening. <laughs> We're t- up to ten now. Thank oh, you very hey, much. Hey, hey. <laughs> Holla. Charlie Murphy. The darkness. Anyways. What was I even saying? <laughs> <laughs> You're going to study harder than everybody else. Uh, to everyone out there. Yeah. Uh, self-sabotage. Self-sabotage. Sa- yeah. yeah. So, this is my take on self-sabotage. Take it with a grain of salt. I think self-sabotage takes root in fear. Uh-huh. And it's fear that if you actually tried as hard as you possibly can and you still don't make the cut, uh-huh. that's terrifying. Hmm. Yeah. That is absolutely terrifying. So I mm-hmm. yeah. and I I was I was victim of this. I was self-sabotaging a lot uh-huh. because I didn't have the courage and the guts to try as hard as I possibly could, put everything I had into it. As Al Pacino would say in uh, Any Given Sunday, you got to fight with your fucking fingernails for that inch. Yeah. 
<laughs> Absolutely. You fight with your fucking fingernails for that inch. Yeah. And I fought tooth and nail. Yeah. I literally yeah. did. Yeah. And I said, I'm going to, I'm going to give it everything I have. I'm going to leave it all on the field so that I'll have no regrets. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because what's worse than realizing you you can't make the cut is realizing 10, 20 years later, you could have, if you just would have had the fucking, sorry, ladies, the fucking balls Yeah. Mm -hmm. or ovaries. Yeah. No, I think that's huge, though, because Absolutely. I, I think that's why pe agree. people self-sabotage, because mm -hmm. they have a, 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 it's not necessarily conscious. It's even. not even a fear, a fear of failure. I think it's almost a fear of success. I think both, maybe. I'm not disagreeing with you. Yeah. I think those are two uh, very uh, interrelated concepts. Yeah. Right. And I was always, I still do have a fear of success, hmm. um, but I think a fear of success is different for every individual and, right. and the reason they have a fear of success. Mm -hmm. so some people think they don't deserve it, right? Mm -hmm. Which would be, you know, why I have a fear of success. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Can I, uh, can I ask you why? Do you have a fear of success, Josh? That's a good question. Um, See, people say that's a good question when they don't know the answer, so they stall. Yeah. So that they can think. So, so Thomas. Yeah. I'll allow. Josh I'm giving to Josh here, time so. to think. Yeah. <laughs> Let, Let I, me think on this one. I would say yes. By the way, Josh is a fucking genius, so I'm just gonna put that out there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm busting. I'm busting some <laughs> balls, but only because I respect these two mofos more than uh, that Portuguese guy. You know? <laughs> Well, thank you very so, much. So, and I genuinely mean that. Yeah. So, and it's interesting. Yeah, self-sabotage and fear of success is something I've kind of realized I've done to myself in ways because it's... But can I interject with a question just on... Uh, yeah. Do Provide me the courtesy of elaborating on that. Yeah, so, absolutely. But, so. but let, me, let me just uh, focus how uh, mm -hmm. I think I could gain the most insight from what you're saying mm -hmm. with the elaboration how how do you uh if you take self-sabotage yeah and fear of success mm -hmm. how do the two relate to each other yeah so for me in I, your humble opinion yeah in my humblest of opinions uh well because if you were to whatever for me like that goal of x if i achieve that it would really involve me getting out of my comfort zone for whatever it might be and it would change my life in a good way but i would also be a lot busier in a lot of different ways so um that was kind of i kind of realized i had that fear in a, a way it, it was sort of a, a a discomfort or knowing i would would have to work harder i guess what, it, you after, know what after you succeed after you succeed all of the above right so for for me to I guess provide context because I'm a real estate agent, right? So sorry to if hear that. I if I want to sorry, I said sorry to hear that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, like it, it, for transactional goals that I have in the year, if I was to get to you know thirty, forty, fifty, whatever, right? Right. Uh, to get to those top numbers, yes. So to get to those top numbers, like forty is that's a pretty good fucking year, is it? Okay. Forty is top five percent in Edmonton, just oh, for wow. for reference. Okay. So so forty in a year, uh the the busyness that would come with that would uh require me to 
just my schedule, the freedom I have, flexibility, etc. I would have to sacrifice that. It w- it would just really involve me getting out of my comfort zone, right? Mm-hmm. So, to me, I call that maybe a fear of success in the past and maybe in the present, maybe not. But uh, a- and yeah, I I don't know. I guess that's kind of my thoughts with it, right? Hmm. Josh, can I uh, can I give my response to that? Absolutely. I think that's incredibly insightful, mm-hmm. and I've never heard someone put it quite like that, mm-hmm. so clearly and concisely, and uh, kind of uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Uh, anyone from like you want to talk about like trooper songs? Like, Gary the Garbage Man could understand your explanation, mm-hmm. but so could, like, uh, that by 107 motherfucking professor who just, like, created such contention between all of his students. Yeah. So I think you put that so well. and the You hit the you. nail on the head. Thank you. Yeah. With, <laughs> with Josh's hammer cock. Wait, it's not, <laughs> it's, it's not Wednesday. That's a Wednesday thing. But they say a true... They say one of the truest signs of intelligence yeah. is being able to explain something yeah. that anyone can understand, whether they're fucking mm-hmm. Stephen Hawking. I hope I don't get hate mail for that because like, yeah. <laughs> hasn't been twenty-one years yet. So <laughs> twenty-one and a half years. Twenty is it? Is that the number? I think it's twenty-one and a half. Or yeah. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah, they say one of the truest signs of intelligence is you can explain the most complex mm-hmm. of subject matter or topics or concepts to anyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. you understand it so well yourself that you can do it by either analogy or not not you you don't come down to mm-hmm. their level, mm-hmm. but you just understand how to phrase it in such a way that they will understand it right to the extent that you do. Yes. And that is a rare talent. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate that. You're welcome. And hopefully that seemed and like a good go coherent answer. <laughs> of course. All right. <laughs> but I might, I might, if I... Back to dick jokes. No, I'm just kidding. Look, it's a dick with smaller. <laughs> if we had video, you'd know who I'm pointing at. <laughs> it's not the guy with the beard. Oh, shit. You guys have beard. <laughs> I, I wasn't... <laughs> that was my bad. My bad. <laughs> I, I I didn't mean that. <laughs> <laughs> Was that serendipitous or uh <laughs> he's pointing at our producer. Yeah. <laughs> With uh egregious apologetic misogyny. Wait, what? <laughs> For me I think that it going back to that question. Yeah. The fear of success. I think it's also comfort zone. Like the comfort is like a huge killer. Because you're in a situation where you're comfortable mm-hmm. and you don't really have to go above that to still have comfort in your life. Right. So it's almost making myself uncomfortable yeah. would be even would help me reach those goals. Well, in my opinion, and I can tell you more to say, I'll interject very briefly, mm-hmm. like, Millimeter Peter, briefly. Okay, it's all Caucasians in the room, so. <laughs> too far, too far. Is this on? Guys, guys. <laughs> are, are we still rolling? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Funny thing is I know. 
<laughs> okay, so what I was saying is, I don't know. Okay. What was I saying? <laughs> I don't know. No. Josh said uh, comfort zone. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I know comfort, what Yeah, right. so. Can you be happy and content in life always being comfortable? No. Or are you the type of person who needs to shock themselves into a place, there's conceptually a place where you're uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And initially it's the fucking worst thing in the world. It mm-hmm. sucks. Mm-hmm. Right? But then whether you're developing a new skill set, whether you're solving problems, mm-hmm. whether you're designing, you know, doesn't matter what it is. Eventually that discomfort turns into a comfort level on the higher rung of a ladder right. that is going to go as high as you want it to go, mm. as high as you're willing to fucking climb it. Do you see how I wanted him on the fucking podcast? Yeah, absolutely. He's fucking absolutely. insightful as no, shit. this is awesome. This has been Oh, great. this is me. Like, I'm eight Coors Lights in, so. <laughs> yeah. Have me on again when I'm sober, and we'll we'll do a real good one. <laughs> uh, all right. But uh, I'm, can, can I? Uh, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Were we going to go to a break? We were, yeah, but just gonna, before we do that. Before we lose Make your point. Thought, make your one point. quick challenge to your, because absolutely. like, I basically uh, gave you a rim job with, with how insightful you were and it compliment there. I thank genuinely you, I genuinely mean what I said but I'm going to challenge you on uh, I'm not sure how bulletproof and airtight the connection between self-sabotage mm-hmm. and fear of success is mm-hmm. because I think maybe Okay, so a thought just hit me. Okay. Like a, you, you know how you get like stroke of insight? Yes. yes. So I, I think you and I were looking at self-sabotage in a different way. I would agree. Which is yeah. why I love talking to yeah. other guys who are as like one one hundredth as intelligent as I am. So <laughs> remember, guys, humility, top of my list. <laughs> Josh, can you please vouch for me that like I'm just like trying to make this entertaining? <laughs> I, I I believe you. He's like this in normal life. Oh, yeah. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I sucked your dick for what? <laughs> Glory hole, I thought, was a game we play on Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> so so how do you think that so you're I'll coming explain, about it? I'll explain the two differences mm-hmm. as I see mm-hmm. them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Feel free to interject yeah. or disagree mm-hmm. or agree mm-hmm. or, you know, glory hole me like I did Josh, you know. Is this 18 plus? Yes. It better fucking it's be. It's marked nice. explicit, so okay. we're, we're good. Well, shit piss, fuck cunt, cocksucker, motherfucking <laughs> fart, shit, dirty twat. Okay. That was my <laughs> Blink-182 reference. So my self-sabotage comes mm-hmm. from the fear that if I put everything I have mm-hmm. into achieving a goal mm-hmm. and I still don't achieve that goal, mm-hmm. I have a fear of not yeah. being good enough. Yeah. No, that, so that's why yeah. I will self sabotage. Yeah. So I can make an excuse. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't. I didn't get a four because I was too busy uh, fucking chicks. Sure. Yeah. It, yeah. No, that uh, I guess defense mechanism. Now right? let me let me see yeah. if I can. Uh, yeah. In my own words, uh, describe what your view mm-hmm. of the connection between self sabotage and fear of success is. Mm-hmm. Because mine ultimately is fear of failure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why self sabotage. But yeah. 
So your you self sabotage because, and this is a question I'll pose to you right now because mm-hmm. I'm not sure about it. Mm-hmm. Are you confident from the onset that you can achieve the goal you've set up for yourself? See that, and then w- the way you just articulated that, and when you said it the first time, that going all in and then maybe not actually being enough, I that kind of clicked for me. A little light bulb went on, like, oh, that's actually perhaps very true. I have some. <laughs> soul searching to do or something with that but no i i definitely see your point and i think i would agree too and like you said it's not fully conscious all the time yeah where yeah me me, because you probably most people naturally would think they're pretty smart and capable and uh, skilled etc and then you don't know how many people bask in delusions of grandeur exactly Hmm. yeah and then oh maybe i'm not actually as good as i think i am but so it's easier to have that excuse of yeah, I was busy yeah. fucking chicks. That's why I did it. I I didn't want to do it. I totally could have. Blah, yeah. Blah, right. I, know, so. I, I think that's very yeah. common. Yes. Like yes. you would see that in eighty five percent of people. It's like oh, I could have done that if I yeah. wanted to, yeah. but I was... but I didn't put the effort in, so yeah. we'll never know. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Right. And I yeah. think that's a cop out that mm-hmm. stems from just mm-hmm. insecurity and fear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. And uh, not to get off track, I know that we need to take a break. Mm-hmm. I will uh, bring this full cir- full circle within. Okay, uh, so it's it's two minutes past gay. So <laughs> give me another one minute. All right. <laughs> uh. I love the LGBT alphabet soup community. So no uh, hate mail. So what I was gonna say is, you uh, really gave me a light bulb moment when. Mm-hmm. And that's what I wanted to ask you. Yeah. So just take 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 my perception of self sabotage. Yeah. Out of the picture. Pretend I never even explained it. it. Yeah. So when you set yourself a goal, mm-hmm. would you know from the get go that you w- would be able to achieve it? And the reason that you would self sabotage is you knew that as soon as you achieved it, mm-hmm. there would be all these other responsibilities that would basically descend upon you Mm -hmm. which means harder work Mm -hmm. more complicated issues Mm -hmm. uh less free time yeah less fucking chicks yeah always comes back to that yes so is that more in line with because i have a great anecdote Mm -hmm. because our our producer loves seinfeld Mm -hmm. the co-creator of seinfeld larry david yeah when he found out that Seinfeld was picked up, he laid in his bed. Have you have you heard this story? I don't know if it was for two or three days, and he was just mortified. Mm-hmm. Which is odd because he just achieved mm-hmm. his singular, most important goal he's been working towards for his whole career, mm-hmm. and he achieved it. And he's like, "Fuck." Now I have to make 12 episodes? What the fuck? How how the fuck am I going to do this? Yeah. Mm. Sure, I achieved my goal, like but but now what? Like So he mm-hmm. felt like a fraud. He felt like a phony. Hmm. Right? But he he reached his goal. Yeah. Is that at all in line with with what you were describing? Or did uh, I just add another level? To so, that so <laughs> did I just take that you're, shit deeper? Just, you're, you're saying, or your question is, would I get there and then say, "Holy shit, what the hell do I do now?" Is that? 
Well, when you were describing uh, uh, self-sabotage because yeah. of fear of success, mm-hmm. it was because you were afraid that once you hit your success, mm-hmm. it was only going to mean even more responsibility, mm-hmm. even more mm-hmm. work, even more uh, external mm-hmm. factors uh, controlling you, potentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because achieving a goal doesn't always mean freedom, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So I, I'm just doing a, did I understand what you're saying? Yes, Probably, yeah. I, I I would say you did. Yeah, okay. and I, I I think you and I are kind of looking at the same thing and just two different routes to it. Because mm-hmm. there's, I'm not saying I only well, have ever had fear of success in my life. There's certainly fear of failure and what yeah. you just described too, right? So well, it's just, I don't know. It, it's a lot of routes to the same destination, which is uh, self sabotage. What yeah. we're talking about specifically, right? I want to thank you on air right before we go to. Commercial break. Oh, wait. That's not for me to say. Sorry. Sorry, <laughs> sorry hosts and producers. Uh, I guess I'll just go fuck myself. <laughs> it's a super bad reference. Yeah, yeah. No, but I want to thank you, Thomas, because I've only ever looked at self-sabotage from the uh, fear of failure. Mm-hmm. And I've never seen it as people actually self-sabotage because they're afraid of succeeding. Mm-hmm. Because what what came after success for Larry David? A ton of work. Right, metric fuck ton of work. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And and sure, he wrote a wicked pilot, Mm -hmm. but then you have to keep producing. Yeah, consistently, Mm -hmm. show after show after show after show. Yeah, and he almost quit. He almost was like, "No, fuck it, I'm just gonna go do stand up shit." Yeah. So yeah, I I thank you for uh, adding another dimension to my understanding Mm -hmm. of the motivations for why people self-sabotage. Yeah. Yeah. Either and that, same to you because what you said was very that I think they complement each other and it, I think absolutely. Definitely. Yeah, and I think absolutely. everyone to a certain extent will self-sabotage for both reasons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, right? well it's even it, it's even like if I am successful what are people going to think of me? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like if I do reach this end goal am I still going to have the same friends? Yeah. Am I still going to, you know, am I still going to be the same person? Can you elaborate a bit on that? Let's go to break and I'll yeah. elaborate on that after. Okay. Yeah, let's do that. Stay right. tuned, folks. Same bat time. Same <laughs> bat, bat channel. <laughs> yeah. I'm packing a dip. <laughs> no, like what you're saying, though, is that you would have certain friends that may exactly either get jealous or uh, you may just grow away from them or whatever it may be. There's that scenario. I mean, there's, that's probably the biggest thing when success is involved is not, I mean, people, people don't like it when their friends are successful unless they're like true friends like it when their friends are successful, but not true friends. Can I put it a different way? I agree with you completely. Yeah. You can always tell if a relationship whether it be a friendship or a romantic one, mm-hmm. has the ability to go the long, long run. Sure. Mm-hmm. Is if you know you're, you're gonna fight, right? Friends fight, boyfriends and girlfriends fight, the Portuguese fight all the time, mm-hmm. running of the bulls, the balls. <laughs> but it's is the overall sentiment in the relationship adversarial, or is it we're on the same team 
Right. We're rowing in the same boat. Mm -hmm. We're here to make each other better. When you succeed, I succeed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's how you know you have a true friend. Yeah. Is when they're genuinely happy for your success. Because when I was uh, boxing, I would only ever spar with other boxers who were more talented than I would. Right. And this harks back to your cover zone versus making yourself uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. The Mm -hmm. only way to get better at anything is to shock yourself out of your comfort zone yeah. and not rest on your laurels like I was talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, most definitely. Because I think the way that you put it with the ladder and, you know, how you're comfortable here, but you're not comfortable here. Yeah. And I'm raising my hand for the people at home. Was that what that was? That was. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but essentially, you're you're going from rung to rung of this is uncomfortable and two weeks from now, this may be comfortable. Right. And it's just a consistent, yeah, you know, climbing of the of the ladder of, right, discomfort. We'll call it. And sometimes it's like snakes and ladders, right? So mm-hmm. sometimes you you climb five rungs up. Life happens. Shit happens beyond your control. Right. Or things in your control, like you can make a bad decision. So obviously, there's two, and this is a generalization. There's two streams of cognition mm-hmm. and to function at your absolute best you need to know consciously when to apply what proportion of one and what proportion of the other and when to combine them to reap the synergistic symbiotic effects that can only be gleaned when you combine the two so i'm talking about the cognitive stream of thinking and Mm -hmm. the emotional Mm -hmm. because if you've ever been in an altercation with a significant other you're all emotional right right especially in the heat of the moment Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but if you can just remind yourself okay take a deep breath step back don't count to 10 that shit doesn't work (laughs) save yourself the time count to three Imagine how many days of your life you lose if you count to 10 every time you're pissed off. <laughs> God's going to be like, or Allah, or um, Ganesh, or I, I want to be accepting, so. Yeah, yeah. Or uh, Whichever. Hulk Hogan, yeah, who yeah, yeah. you worship. Yeah. Scientology guy, uh, <laughs> oh, Tom yeah, Cruise. He, he wrote Aliens, didn't he? <laughs> Sigourney <laughs> Weaver? <laughs> Anyways. You just have to always remember that you need to be able to accept when you fall or when you when you when you slide a bit. Mm-hmm. What differentiates those people who are successful throughout the entirety of their lives is they never let a single failure crack them or break them. All they do is and it sounds cliche. Mm-hmm. But they try their best to learn from it. Mm-hmm. So as I went through med school and residency, I was always learning, even if I had the worst preceptor, like with the worst reputation, the worst clinical acumen, the worst patient uh, relationships. Because from him, I learned how to not, how to not behave. Mm-hmm. From him, I learned how to not try to cover up mistakes you made during an OR. So you learn all the, you can always be learning. And that that's in any industry. Mm-hmm. 
so I, I, I would tell my younger brother who's, uh, he was an accountant. He started out as a teller at a bank. Mm-hmm. So you can learn all day or day. Mm-hmm. No, most definitely. All though. day, every day is how I meant to say it. Yeah. Because you can learn just as much, if not more, from the people who are fucking up as you can from the people who are succeeding. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. really can, in mm-hmm. my opinion. That's an interesting point that you can look yeah. at the people that are not doing well mm-hmm. and learn from them too. Even some of the stories you were talking about, you learned positive things from negative situations. So one of the one of the one thing I want to get across in this podcast is I wouldn't be here today if I hadn't made it through the upbringing that I did. Mm-hmm. Because I the privilege and the blessing that my dad gave me was when I got kicked out, we had a nice house in Riverbend that my mom paid for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, so I had my own bathroom and my dad's just fucking screaming and he was watching Sopranos. So he's like, if you were in the fucking mafia, I'd whack your fucking ass. Mm. Omerta, which is the the uh, code of silence. Code of silence in the mafia, yeah. Consigli yeah. or uh, La Cosa Nostra, code of silence. And he had this like toy gun, and he was shooting it, and he was making noises. Like this guy was just off the deep end mm-hmm. from the booze. So I'm looking at myself in the mirror, waiting to be picked up by my grandpa, who, ironically enough, is my dad's dad. Right. So that's a little odd, right? Yeah. Slight tangent before I get to the main event. My wife is extremely shy mm-hmm. because she's always very self-conscious. She never wants to look ignorant or say something stupid or, you know, say something that offends other people. What I always tell her is don't think of yourself as the sole performer on a stage with an audience of people judging you. Think of yourself as a member in the audience, and you don't have to be a judgmental prick, but just watch other people perform. And you can provide constructive criticism. You don't have to verbalize it to them. You can just say, like, in your own head, you can think, like, Josh is the salt of the earth. I would trust this guy to watch my kid for an entire weekend. I just met Thomas. I can tell he has the grip strength of Sylvester Stallone in Cliffhanger. <laughs> like, you just learn things about people. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So back to me staring myself in the mirror in Riverbend, a nice house. It's a good neighborhood. Tears just start rolling down my fucking cheeks. And at first, my first reaction was, Mowbray men don't cry. Mm. And that's when I heard my dad for the first time, tangibly, explicitly. And I'm like, I've been programmed. I've been indoctrinated. I'm not my own man. I'm the man, I'm doing air quotes, that my dad wanted and is trying to do to my younger brother to transform into 
So once I wiped away the tears, which most likely was from allergies. <laughs> I, I skipped the Claritin that day. Mm-hmm. No, but I looked him in the mirror and I said, I don't care how fucking long it takes. I don't care how fucking hard I have to work. I don't care what I fucking have to do. I'm going to make it back to Riverbend on my own steam. Mm. And I'm going to be my own man. The very next day, I got a pad of paper and a pen, and I wrote out my own moral code. Hmm. And it was just uh, numbered, like one, two, three, four. And I just wrote all the values that I hold in high esteem. So like we said, humility, honesty, reliability, dependability, uh, integrity. Uh, Don't take yourself too seriously right? Tolerance, patience. Mm -hmm. And I said, uh, this is my moral code. This is my modus operandi. Mm -hmm. This is how I'm going to live my fucking life. Mm. And my younger brother, unfortunately, every time I see him, he sounds more and more like my old man. Mm. He has not become his own man. So to me, that was a blessing. It was the rose that grew through the crack in the sidewalk of Inglewood. (laughs) And so once I did that, we have a saying in medicine, fake it till you make it. So you might not possess all of those traits because I I went through 18 years of conditioning, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So you have to decondition that shit. But if you fake something long enough, it becomes who you really are. And that's akin to the Pygmalion effect. Have you guys heard about the Pygmalion effect? I have not. I've heard about fake it till you make it, but not yeah, this. That so. It's basically like the snobby, pedantic, pretentious form of fake it till you make it. Gotcha. Yeah. So th- there's this prostitute and uh, a nobleman... And for all you literature, literary PhDs, like, just plug yours right now and picture, like, a little bear with a funny hat on driving a car in circles. Because I'm not sure I'm getting this completely right. Mm -hmm. So there's a prostitute. uh, Nobility, man of nobility takes a liking to her. So she instantaneously climbs the social ladder. And... Everyone treated her as such because she was from another town. Mm-hmm. No one knew that she was ever, you know, the town bicycle. And enough time passed where she was no longer a prostitute. She was a woman of nobility. And what's empowering is, but also very disconcerting at the same time, What people project on you, on who they think you are as a person, Mm -hmm. has such an exponentially more powerful effect on us than we, A, want to acknowledge, and two, I love when people do that, when they're like, A, and two, like, uh, you know, you you just fucking uh, skip, like, 
Alphanumerics? Yeah. Yeah. You went. You went. Yeah. You changed your. What are you? Uh, some kind of ass clock? You skipped yeah. Z and and yeah. one and went to two. Yeah. What the fuck's going on here? Yeah. So so minus two was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> minus two was. What was A? <laughs> I'm just kidding. So, what people's perception of us, and what they project. Let me put it a little bit more concisely. People's perception of who we are, that gets projected onto us by mm-hmm. everyone around us. Mm-hmm. And it has an exponentially more powerful effect on us, whether we know it or not. And I think that hits at a conscious and a subconscious level. Hmm. So the negative two was, once you realize that, that's the first step becoming truly autonomous, independent, and empowered from what anyone thinks of you, what anyone projects upon you that their, that your identity should be according to them. Mm. So I tell, I tell friends of mine, I don't give a fuck what anyone on this planet thinks of me except three people. My wife which we'll get into, I assume, at a later date. My grandpa, who basically is the reason I got into medical school, mm-hmm. not because of connections, but because of support. Mm. And he was my first real male role model mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. lived by example, like through action. Words with him were cheap. He was a strong, silent type, and his actions spoke more than any word or anything he could ever say. Right. And that was the first time I had a strong male role model. And the third is my son, Jack. Right. Mm -hmm. Those are the only three people on the entire planet who I will ever give a fuck what they think about me. Mm -hmm. And when you can legitimately get to that place... Without any shred of self, without any shred of self-deception, because a lot of people think they're there, but they're just lying to themselves. Mm-hmm. And who knows? Like, I'm not gonna sit here, like some ass clown, and and say like I've got it all figured out. Maybe I'm deceiving myself. Mm-hmm. Right? But what I can tell you is, I'm deceiving myself, orders of magnitude less. Than I was 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. That's pretty powerful for sure. It's freeing, man. Yeah. Like, it just, it changes the way you react with the world. Like, I always tell my wife, she, she tells me a lot of stuff to you, so it's not just one way. <laughs> but I was like, Laura, don't let your environment shape you. Shape your fucking environment. Mm-hmm. You be the agent. The grabs the, you know, so to say, bull by the fucking horns, and you shape your environment. Mm-hmm. Don't be a victim or a product of circumstance. There's that great quote of thine own mind is made a heaven or a hell. So it doesn't matter what is thrown at you, it could be the most tragic, fucking, devastating event you've ever encountered. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Life is all about perspective. Yeah. 
and you can either view it as okay yeah this is this is tragic it's terrible it's devastating i'm gonna grieve i'll never be the same but i'll never be the same because i'm gonna look at this like a blessing in disguise mm -hmm. and i'm gonna learn from this and it's not gonna weaken me it's gonna make me more resilient it's gonna make me more adaptable and it's gonna make me stronger so that when the next tragedy hits, I'll be better equipped to deal with it. Hmm. And really uh brief quote is smooth seas don't make for skilled sailors. That's why th th this whole new generation of like participation badges and all that shit. Yeah. yeah. You're not doing mm -hmm. kids a favor. No, absolutely yeah. not. Taking the ball out of soccer or I was always I was always <laughs> yeah. a bully of bullies. Yeah. And I was always against bullies. Yeah. And I think in this day and age it's getting to a point now with all the school shootings and shit mm -hmm. and the uh, social media terrorism. But bullies are good to a certain extent. Because they teach you that that's what life is. Yeah. They mm. prepare you for entering the workforce. Your boss isn't going to kiss your ass. No. Your boss doesn't give a fuck about you. Unless you have a good boss. Yeah. But that's the anomaly. Mm -hmm. Your boss is going to bully the fuck out of you. He's going to have you come in on Saturday to do those TPS reports. <laughs> Office space, anyone? Oh, God. <laughs> sure, my O face. Oh, oh, oh. So I think... You, you get to decide if you're going to be a fucking sheep or a wolf. And just because you decide to be a wolf, all I mean by that is you decide I'm not going to be a fucking victim. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that that's a massive That's empowering massive yeah, thing for absolutely. sure. Absolutely. Because that's what we live in, right? Is who's the bigger victim right now? Um, but it's not about that. And, and you know... This is completely arbitrary, the number I threw out. But I would say somewhere between 50 to 75% of men live their lives dictated by fear. Hmm. And I'm not saying that's not an adaptive trait. Because obviously, if you're like snorkeling in the ocean and you see a fucking dorsal fin, fear's good. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. But at least 50% of men at one point in their lives, often multiple points, will be so crippled by fear that this harks back to uh, indecision is often worse than wrong decision. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, uh, uh, it was uh, my uncle once said, uh, was sometimes in life it's better to be decisive than to be right. That's exactly it. That's that's uh, analogous to what. Uh, to mm -hmm. what yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So yeah. I, uh, you're preaching to the choir. Yeah. If I were religious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, I am religious. <laughs> My, uh, my wife is on the pedestal. I pray to her every night. <laughs> that she takes her fucking Advil and doesn't have a goddamn headache. No, you make a very good point there, though. Yeah. In that yeah. I think that a lot of people Thank are you, just afraid of 
well, it, go, it goes back to afraid of the failure or even afraid of success or afraid of what are people going to think of me or, 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 right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, when you said that about caring about what people think of you, three people, that's also quite powerful too. And probably the fourth is yourself. You know, you're the first person to ever say that to me. And if we had video, you would have just seen my fucking brain explode. <laughs> <laughs> that was yeah. another level of insight. So I'm going to I'm going to fist bump him across. There nice. you go. Under the mics. Boom. Under the mics. Should, <laughs> you should call the podcast Under the Mics. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that a gay bar? <laughs> That's a huge thing, though. And and the fact that you were talking about how other people see you. Yeah. It's more important how you see yourself. Exactly. Because... Can, can you look yourself in the mirror at the end of the day? Yeah. And review how you behaved, how you treated people, mm-hmm. and people who don't need to be treat, treated well. It is always so telling how someone treats the waiter. Yeah, yeah. Right? You can learn I, so yeah, much about someone. I feel someone. like, did we talk about this recently? We did on, where we w- say, when we were on Scrambled Eggs. We talked oh, about yeah. this, yeah. But how, how you treat, people you know, who, retail staff, any kind of service people where they you have don't need to, to treat be nice well. to you. Yeah. yeah. yeah, Anyone has the capacity to treat the CEO of their company by sticking their tongue so far up their ass like their fucking uh, tonsils are, yeah. you know, tweaking. Yeah. <laughs> when it comes to the janitor, though. You know, that's exactly right. Yeah. Hmm. I've I've one more thought. Absolutely. One more and we'll wrap it up. Let's do that. Is it wrap up time? Yeah. Do we have uh, outro music? We could. (laughs) Oh, I was just curious. (laughs) No, 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 we do not. That's when Josh says, you know what happened to the motherfucking cat, Kevin? (laughs) (laughs) One more thought. Okay, as soon as I as soon as I think of it, I'll uh, I'll tell. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> In the meantime, <laughs> so no, I uh, after probably twelve years of fighting tooth and nail and clawing with your fingernails for that inch, and anyone who hasn't seen any given Sunday with Al Pacino, Jamie Foxx. Directed by Oliver Stone, I believe. I think you're right. Yeah. Have you guys seen that? Have you all seen that? Yeah. Spencer, yeah. look that up. They call me. They call me Willie Beeman. I send the lady screaming. <laughs> uh, that's like the antithesis of my uh, sex life. <laughs> did I tell you guys? Did I tell you guys my wife and I recently got into S and M to spice it out? No, you did not. So she sleeps and I masturbate. <laughs> it didn't last long though because my crying was waking her up. <laughs> I, oh man. Dear honey, if you're listening to this, I love you. I thought you were l- legitimately telling us something. There. No, that, that's what that's what gets the yeah the, yeah amazing the reaction yeah. So, an extreme way of putting it is, 
men who cannot kill will always be subject to those who can. Mm. And that's, that's a, like, you got to think about that. Yeah. And we live in a society where that's like not applicable anymore. However, it's never been more applicable. Exactly. Yeah. It's just applicable in a different context. Yeah. Right. In, in the workplace. Right. But like I said, I think a good way to finish, if I can uh, offer this uh, notion of how to finish, is to address what you said that blew my fucking mind grapes. <laughs> like you said, mind grapes, now it's just fucking wine. Grapes make wine, right? Last time I checked. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't drink wine. I'm a man. I drink beer. <laughs> <laughs> Colt 45. Inglewood. Yeah, so to address the, uh, when you said, would the fourth person be you? Mm -hmm. Like, uh, I will be thinking about that for days. Hmm. But my, uh, my initial response to that is, when I wrote out my moral code, my uh, modus operandi, my life manifesto, which, side note, don't ever let that get stale. Always be revising it. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Always be updating it. Always be adding to it. If if something on there is uh, acting as an anchor, holding you back, eliminate it. Right? But to address what Josh said, which, like like I said, my, my – Skull is full of uh, Pinot Grigio or Rosé or whatever the fuck the ladies on those Sex of the City shows drink. I don't know. Is uh, because I wrote out that moral code Mm -hmm. and every day when I woke up, I would read it. And I I had it memorized by the end of the day because my memory is fucking like well it's it's pretty good <laughs> pretty 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 good that was for a producer <laughs> larry david reference and and a lot of those morals and uh ethics that i wrote down i did not possess those when i wrote them down mm-hmm. they were all things that okay. i wanted to possess so right. it was a list of the man I wanted to become. And I can honestly say, without a shadow of a doubt, because this was 15 years ago. Sure, yeah. Because it's something you really have to work at every day. Mm-hmm. You, cannot, you cannot take a day off. Mm-hmm. You cannot take, a, like, fuck leg day. It can't be like that. Yeah. You have to work on it every day. You have to seek out examples where you will be challenged. Like, okay, it'll just be easier to lie in this situation. Right. Nope. On my my moral code, it says honesty above all else. So you tell the fucking truth. Uh And then you document that. I can't tell people strongly enough how valuable it is to document your progress daily, weekly, monthly, yearly, like set, 
set daily, weekly, monthly, six like three, six month, twelve month goals, and put them in a place of prominence where you see it fifty times a fucking day, mm-hmm. right? So I can proudly say, I can humbly say, <laughs> that after fifteen years of working my ass off. I I can honestly say I don't give a fuck what I think about myself anymore mm-hmm. because I have such steadfast conviction in the notion that I will never stray, I will never compromise on my moral code that I've worked so hard to cultivate mm-hmm. that it becomes almost um, moot. Hmm. For lack of a better... So it's like you almost don't have to think about it because... Exactly. Interesting. But it's not easy. Yeah. And it takes years and years and years. And if you if you go a month and you slip back into deceptive ways or uh, being vindictive, because kindness was at the top of my list. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. can, you, can you guys imagine the temper... And the anger management issues I had <laughs> be grazed the way I was. Yeah, I believe it. That was the biggest hurdle for me to get over. Hmm. And it wasn't until I met my wife where my motivation for studying turned from rage. Let me put it just, this will be another maybe one minute. Is that all good? When I met my now wife, I would wake up in the morning with a smile on my face and that was foreign to me Hmm. that had never happened because first thing I would think about is her Uh and my wife is such a just such a beautiful human being she does not have a vindictive bone in her body she is the epitome of selflessness generosity and kindness she almost radiates sunlight mm-hmm. like yeah, she yeah. she has an aura of brightness around her and i was like so i know you guys can't see this but i'm extending my arms my arm span so if i'm on the far right mm-hmm. maddest meanest most vindictive fucking asshole and then Laura's on the other end, like Mother Teresa. <laughs> she brought me closer to the center than I think anyone else ever could have. Mm-hmm. And uh, so when I lost that rage as motivation for studying, I went about a month or two and I couldn't study. I couldn't find the motivation because mm-hmm. that rage was gone. Yeah. So what okay. it transformed into is... I love this woman so much. I want to have babies with her. And I want to have a career where I can provide her with everything she needs or wants. And same with our kids. Yeah. So then when I began studying out of the motivation of love, Mm -hmm. infinitesimally more powerful than rage. And I... Like, say I got, in the first two years of university, a mixture of A's and A-minuses. 
After I met Laura, it was a mixture of A's and A pluses. And that's the fight. I don't want to be preachy and like melodramatic, but that's the power of love over hate. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you guys, probably already know it. It's a decision you fucking make. Everyone has the power to choose. Am I going to fucking act today out of hatred? Am I, am I going to let hatred drive all of my decision-making and my reactions to other people? Or am I going to approach every situation with patience, tolerance, love, give people the benefit of the, of, of the doubt, but not be a victim? Right? Mm. And so, like, my wife, I am the man today. Like, the man I am today is because of two people, my wife and my grandpa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And my son. Yeah. Yeah. So that answers my question. I'm glad. Does it actually? I like, think so. I, I hope I uh, mm-hmm. answered it. Yeah. 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 We're going to have you back on for sure. Oh, 100%. This was yeah. part one, folks. Yeah. This, part is, one. this is definitely part one. Part so. one of a 10 part mini series, perhaps. <laughs> but, uh, oh. Like, I, I could talk for two hours on strategies about how to motivate yourself. Yeah. It's not none of that Tony Robbins bullshit. Like, yeah. You just have to visualize success. <laughs> like that, that that can help, but yeah. It, it's yeah. it's fucking weak sauce. Yeah. Oh yeah. So uh, on on part two. Part I have two. concrete examples. Nice. Good. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Awesome. Well thanks so much yeah, for coming thanks on. So much. Man. We appreciate it. To everyone in the room. Uh I'm grateful for the opportunity. Yeah. Thanks for humoring awesome. me with my uh diatribe and my vitriolic pedantic <laughs> tirades <laughs> awesome yeah and uh, i had a lot of fun thank you very much yeah, i hope so i uh get invited back you bet absolutely and uh send the hate mail to josh and thomas <laughs> <laughs> p.o box uh 6969 uh portuguese <laughs> now 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 wait just a minute before you go just a sincere thank you for listening to the show you can find new episodes of the long and hard podcast Every Wednesday morning, about 9 a.m.-ish, give or take. Don't hold me to that. Uh, we really appreciate your you subscribing. If your podcast platform allows you to leave a review, please leave us a kind review if you've enjoyed the content here. Uh, just a reminder, Long and Hard Podcast, uh, you can also find our other shows, other channels, uh, the Millennial Homeowner Podcast, hosted by me, and the Invictus Podcast, hosted by Josh. If you head over to our website, longandhardpodcast.com, and see our other shows there. Once again, a quick reminder that Thomas Harrington and Joshua Blaze are licensed real estate professionals in the province of Alberta, and any discussions here involving real estate are not intended to solicit buyers or sellers under contract. And just a friendly reminder, hey, this is a conversation. This show is not intended to be legal or professional, or medical, or any other kind of specific advice, please consult a relevant professional in said area before acting on anything or any ideas you might get here. Thanks for listening, as always, and we'll see you next week. Peace.